of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. It's such a bizarre world. This is Armstrong and Getty. I think really there's a sophomore quality that is entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. The lunacy of this this exercise. I, I, I can't go into the great detail to, to say it, but I dare you to do it. My, my, In fact, I double dog dare you to do right, it. Go, go. <clears throat> my my point is, your time is expired. <laughs> Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. C. Senor, Joe would say if he were here. Dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And hey, everybody, today on a Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, the polls staying exactly the same. That's our general manager, because I think after last night's three-hour debate, um, uh, I don't think there's going to be much movement of any any kind. So, as we've been saying for quite some time now, I think uh, debates are highly overrated. I wonder how many people watched all three hours of the debate. I did. I know you did. (laughs) I know you were you were tasked with a job. Would you have done it without it being part of your job? No. All three hours? No. Yeah, no, no. that's that's pretty excessive. I would have paid attention. I would have grabbed highlights, that that sort of thing. But no, sitting in front of a screen and actually right. watching it go for the full the full Monty. No, boy, I'd be surprised if it's even a million people watched all all three hours. Maybe that's what they're hoping for. I don't know that that you know people miss the first part because they're still at work on the on the West Coast and they catch the second half or something like that. But man, I think I probably took in an hour forty five and then then I was off to uh, I I had I had checked I had been doing the second screen experience that Sean was talking about yesterday, checking right. various people's Twitter feeds and stuff like that. And I'd, I'd seen that uh, Biden had a couple of rambling answers, and I really was only focusing on the front runners because they kind of were too on the debate. They got a yeah, lot more run yeah, than anybody yeah, else, no doubt. Um, but there's a whole bunch of people on that stage that have no shot at being the nominee, and I don't know how much time you need to spend discussing them. But um, uh, I had heard that Joe Biden had a couple of because uh, I thought, wow, Biden's really looking good. He is. He is. He is having a nice night. He got. He got out his points earlier, and I thought he was doing pretty good. And then I'd heard that he had a couple of rambling answers that I just fast forwarded to. And holy cow, his uh, his 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 answer on Iraq Afghanistan was just all over the place. And that was just setting it up for his long rambling answer on uh, reparations and race. That was just I've got a printed version of it. Somebody put that on on the internet. Read this and tell me what this means. Somebody said. And I mean the the written version of Biden's answer uh, when he was uh, asked a question about reparations and, and race in America and that sort of stuff is just incredible. He got blindsided by the busing question again. He was it didn't seem like he, his team or he were prepared for that issue to come up. Again. I think he got blindsided by being almost eighty and being on his feet for three hours. Yeah, yeah. And maybe if he'd gotten that question earlier in the night, he could have you know put together a couple of sentences. That's a long time for an old man who's clearly slipped some mentally to be on the stage i mean joe and i were talking about it yesterday if i'd had that debate coming i would have been like eating a certain way drinking a certain way making sure i got plenty of sleep wondering you know thinking about what shoes i'm gonna wear how am i gonna be able to stand up there for three hours and pay attention 
And it's just the way the human mind works. There's nobody that can stay focused for three hours. Your mind's going to start wandering. And then if you're if you're that old, if you're already struggling anyway. But anyway, we got to play that later. Or maybe I'll read the transcript. Reading it is pretty good. Yeah. Because it's just... At least he brought up uh, uh, phonographs, record players. Right. That was a good. That was a good boost right. for the for the comeback of uh, vinyl. But oh my god, um, I don't. I don't think it's damaging anyway. I think Biden comes out of there in the same position he was in. Uh, you know, double digit lead, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But wow, if he gives a long rambling answer like that, standing on a stage with Donald Trump, what does Trump do? Could somebody please diagram that sentence for me, or something like that? You know. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was wild. Anyways, you having a good time, Joe? We're getting getting into all that, including this is fun though inconsequential. The whole Castro thing. So Julian Castro took a shot at Joe Biden's age, age, AIDS. Clearly took a shot at his age, and then has denied it on like nine shows since. Right. Oh no, that's not what I meant. Right. Oh come on, dude. And it's inconsequential because the guy's at two percent and he has no shot, but. Uh, it's fun. Let's introduce everybody in the squad to start off the show. And we've got an analysis from smart people, not just me, uh, later in the program and clips if you want them. If you didn't, and I'm sure you didn't watch the three-hour debate, we'll hit you with the highlights. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I guess uh, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders both have problems. Uh, apparently, their medical insurance, they weren't home by 9 p.m. last night, so they declared them both legally dead. <laughs> B- Bernie? Bernie is older. He's the oldest person on the stage, and he never does that whole rambling, what are you talking about thing, really. I think his uh, his politics are insane, his $30 trillion health care plan and everything <laughs> like that. But um, uh, he doesn't get into those rambling, nonsensical things that Biden does. So we all age differently, I guess. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, I always like uh, finding the word count. Who said the most? Mm. Who said the least? Not necessarily the. There's two different metrics for this, right? Who who spent the most time talking? Who said the most words? I, uh, amateur wordsmith, I focus on the words being said. Joe Biden, three thousand three hundred sixty-one words. Second place was Cory Booker with two thousand seven hundred sixty-nine. That actually surprised me quite a bit. And then falls in line after that with Warren Harris and then Castro jumping up a lot of because of the back and forths. And uh, half of those words were in Biden's one answer about reparations and uh, strung together (laughs) in not a way that any of them were a sentence, really. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. You are aware it is Friday the 13th. Actually, I was not. And miss that for the first time because I'm not a child. I don't focus on such things. uh, A child or a weirdo. Go on, Marshall. (laughs) It is Friday the 13th, and for the first time, Jack, in 13 years, it'll be a super moon. It is coinciding with a full moon. (laughs) Oh, God, it is a moon. And on top (laughs) of that, it is going to be a micro moon. Mike, what? We got a new moon, everybody. Yes. Everybody, welcome a new moon. It's a micro moon. So does a tiny little cute little moon, moon, moon little tiny moon fit right in your pocket. <laughs> it is a little tiny moon. The moon will awesome. appear to be dimmer than usual because it's going to be. I'm going its... to appear to be dimmer than usual. Also, <laughs> it is going to be at its farthest distance from the Earth. Huh. Okay, got a micro moon happening on a Friday the thirteenth. Uh, God, ooh. hold your children closely. Yes, how eerie is that, my friend? <laughs> oh my God! And does that damnable J Lo movie finally come out today? that I've been hearing about for a year Hustlers? now. Yeah, absolutely. Here, hold on. Let me throw my feet up. You see my pumps that I'm wearing in honor of it? Wow, Sean is clear. wearing... Clear. You can see right through them. Sean is wearing the clear stripper shoes. 
That's fantastic. Uh, and at your height, you are yeah. really a, 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 I got quite a duck right. going under doors now. You are pretty intimidating in those. Yeah, it's pretty interesting watching him toddling down the uh, hallways <laughs> but here. I understand. Yeah. Getting a lot of looks from people in the newsroom. Oh, yeah. Plus that new poll in the studio, which is really odd. Let me give you just a little bit. I was bit. surprised that management approved that, Michael. Yeah. I really was. Let me give you just a little bit of uh, Biden's answer where the, uh, the, the moderator was trying to set him up for reparations and positioned the question in such a way that, only a, you know, only a horrible person would not be for reparations, which is the way they do it in these debates. But anyway, Biden said, well, they have to deal with, look, there's institutional segregation in this country. And from the time I get involved, I started dealing with that. Redlining, banks, making sure we're in a position where, look, you talk about education. I propose that we take those very poor, look, Title I schools, triple the amount of money we spent, the $60,000 level. Number two, make sure that we bring in to help the teachers. The problem that, ca- and it's just, it- <laughs> you didn't even get to the part about Venezuela. <laughs> oh, no, that's way toward the end where he jumps in and in Venezuela. What are you talking about? <laughs> there was a no point, a thread of what he was talking about. Poor old guy. I actually felt bad for him. That, that was a, that was a time where it was not like fun mockery. It was kind of, uh, you know, you're around somebody old, and they're then they're struggling, and you just you, you you don't want to make them feel bad. That was that was rough. We'll play that for you later. It's hard to listen to, just uh, and only because if he's the nominee and he's the most likely choice at this point, he's going to do that on a stage with Trump, and I don't know I don't know how that's going to go. Um. Anyway, uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Friday, September thirteenth. We got a mini moon coming. Yes. Uh, let's begin the program at Mark. Uh, let me be blunt and tell you what you don't hear much about in Congress or in the media. And that is, it goes without saying oh, that okay. we must and will defeat Trump, the most dangerous okay, president. Okay, you got to cut it over there. <laughs> that was, I, told, I hit Sean last night. I said... <laughs> and there was a lot of op- there's a lot of options, but Bernie was at his gurgliest at this point. We got to get that clip. He sounds like he's underwater. He's <laughs> a sick enough. That's weird. I've never heard anybody. I, lots of people. Health care is right. <laughs> a lot of people. When Joe's here, he does. He does drinks water and talks. <laughs> um, he 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 gets gurgly like that. Well, a lot of people do, but they clear their throat. I've never been around anybody who just powers through the gurgles and doesn't clear their throat. Excuse me for a second. <clears throat> and then you come back with your clear voice. No, he just keeps going. Ah. We have got to recognize that this country is moving oh into God. an oligarchic form oh. of society. He's got a phlegm ball the size of a mini moon going on right there. Do something. Is his wife never said, honey, clear your throat. Has she never said that to him? How about a lozenge? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and was Biden working the lozenge like an old man, working it around his mouth? There's some thoughts mouth. that that was a, a loose uh, denture thing. Oh, really? Yeah, if the, you can find videos where it looks like his teeth are actively trying to jump out of his mouth. <laughs> Maybe after that one rambling sentence, I'm out of here. His teeth just decided, I'm out. I won't be a part of this. I'm not staying on message. Ooh, I gotta go. Oh, boy, yeah. I'm looking at this picture that's making the rounds on the Internet. That does look like his teeth are on the move. They're not happy where they are. It's migration <laughs> control on those bad boys. <laughs> okay, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, we got the most tweeted about moment of the Democratic debate still resonating today. Nancy Pelosi swears at a reporter and Popeye's chicken sandwich shortage solution. 
coming gotta, up. Got to glue those teeth in place. <laughs> Something. You don't want them sliding around like that. That Was that a doctored photo or is that... No, you can watch video of, and yeah. it looks like he's he's okay. trying to keep them in there. So I'll, that's I'll, I'll find the video going for you. on. And they certainly are whitened, aren't they? Oh my gosh, they all. A lot of them have yes. teeth that are white. Um, Elizabeth Warren's teeth are just blindingly <laughs> yes. white. Um, yes, it, it's it's a weird on an old. You know, you got the old thing going. Yeah. You got the old face. It'll right. Look, we all. You know, everybody's going to age, but then your teeth are just sparklingly white. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> On the HDTV. Um, so we got a lot of this stuff and other stuff on the way. Our text line's 415-295-KFTC if you want to get your comment in on this. 415-295-KFTC. And we've got Clips of the Week on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Where a handful of billionaires control the economic oh, man. and political that's, that's, life that's of hard, this country. That's hard to listen to. So Trevor Noah's joke on The Daily Show was somebody went to Bernie and offered him a comb and he swallowed it. Which is pretty funny. Because he needs... <laughs> He also, yeah, so does his wife never say, Do, honey, cl- clear your throat. When you get that gurgly thing going, clear your throat. That's what normal people do. And 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 does nobody, has no handler say, your hair, your hair is a little messed up? <laughs> because it's just everywhere. <laughs> oh, you got to like him. He's, he's, he's for real, though. He is not a phony. One thing Bernie Sanders is not is phony. He is what he is. And he uh, and he's been fighting, fighting, and, and the whole party's moved over to him. So he ought to be very happy with himself. Um, so we got more on all that later. That that one of the headlines politically out of the whole thing is you got a candidate who's for confiscating weapons, mandatory confiscation of weapons, which would just be wow. Well, it'll never happen, but uh, that that's that's a position to take on a national stage. Woo wee, Beto! I'm gonna hell yes, we're gonna take your AR-15. So um. See how that works out. Oh, yeah, I got a list somebody put out, some constitutional scholar, all the things that were mentioned that presidents can't do, which is not unique just to that debate last night. Candidates always do this in both parties, talk about all the things that they're going to do as if the president has the power to do all those things. Um, Often gets left out. Uh, Moderators did bring it up a little bit last night, a couple of times on you, you can't do that, can you? Uh, and, and Biden pointed out several times, you can't do that. That's not constitutional. Anyway. Um, Here it comes. Everybody's guns are going to be taken that's away. That's right. And that is that was, a, that was a clip we lifted where Barack Obama was saying, hey, this is what people say about me. Hey, here it comes. We're going to take your guns away. And he was, he was mocking that idea. Well, now you got a candidate actually saying that out loud. That's how much the politics have changed in eight years. This time, on a Friday, is when we take a fond look back at the week that was. We look forward to this all the time. We call it COW. It's an acronym for Clips of the Week. But if Donald Donald Trump is reelected... Uh, while there have often been discussions about war at Camp David, there have been discussions about peace there as well. Been some pretty bad actors travel through that place uh, throughout recorded history. So we may have to go for an extra term. We told you he's a dictator. We told you. John Bolton is out. And to mark the occasion, 
his mustache was lowered to half mast. <laughs> uh, and you say you think your cousin started this? Uh, do you know how or why? He's mad because he couldn't. He can't get with me. I'm married to my husband. Honestly, all kidding aside, the Muppets decided to walk a walk a walk away from the team. <laughs> oh, this is it. This is just a phone with another camera on it. What the hell? You suck. Why aren't we being teleported by this? I dare you to do it. In fact, I double dog dare you to do it. Maybe because your role on House of Cards means more to you than your role as the fourth estate in our democracy. Maybe that's how we got here. Beto mother O'Rourke. Bull leadership for a brighter damn future, ass. So that's interesting. So Beto's been on the campaign trail. Beto of the, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15s. And he's got T-shirts that say, what are they? They got the F-bomb in them. Uh, well, he had that I'm so effing proud of you moment from a while ago. But the gun-related thing is, um, this is blanked up. And he's been saying that on all kinds of cable shows. I think the Democratic Party got word that he was going to drop an F-bomb on the debate stage last night. I think that was his plan, and that's why they put out that directive yesterday morning. No four-letter words on the debate stage. They And I think Beto would have. You know, he was pretty worked up and impassioned, and that would have got a lot of attention. It's kind of a good stunt if he'd have been the first person to ever drop an F-bomb on stage like that. I think he had that in his holster, and they told him no. Marshall's News, next. Hopefully this half hour we can get to what to me was the most out-of-bounds moment in a three-hour debate from the moderators. Just completely out of touch with 90% of America. So stay tuned for that. Right now, the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, a one-night Democratic debate is over. It was held in Houston. Ten candidates having qualified for that third three-hour debate. Most tweeted about moment uh, of the event happened early on when Julian Castro attacked Joe Biden while talking about health care. Castro charged that under Biden's plan, people who want Medicare would have to buy in or opt in. Biden responded that 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 wasn't true. They do not have to buy in. You just said that. You just said that two minutes ago. You just said two minutes ago that they would have to buy in. You said they would have to buy in. To buy in, if she qualifies, are you, are you forgetting what you said two minutes ago? Are you forgetting what you said just two minutes ago? I mean, I can't believe that you said two minutes ago that they had to buy in, and now you're saying they don't have to buy. You're forgetting that. I said anyone with like grandmother who like, has no money, she would. You're automatically enrolled. So he said four times. You're forgetting. You forgot. Yeah. Headline, headline, bright lights, you're an old man with memory problems, right. is what that line meant, though Julian Castro denies it. Uh, let's go to the tape, though, what Biden said in the few minutes before the exchange about buying into Medicare. If you lose the job from your insurance company, from your employer, you automatically can buy into this. You don't have no pre-existing condition can stop you from buying it. 
After the debate, Castro making the rounds, defending his comments, this time to Chris Matthews. You know, you just said the words buy-in. He said, no, I didn't say buy-in. I said, yes, you did. And when you get to your full transcript, you will see, in fact, he did say that. Most people thought there was another aspect to this, that you were suggesting a man of 76 years had lost the ability to remember what he just said. That was not. Short-term memory loss you were accusing him of. Not at all. It wasn't what you're doing because you rubbed rubbed it in three or four times. You kept saying, you don't remember, you don't remember what you just said. We had a disagreement about whether he said the words buy-in. He did oh, say well, no, he no, that's not what you're arguing about. Transcript. That's enough of that. Said, nobody cares. Afforded, nobody order, cares about the issue of buy-in or not. Nobody. Not even that. Nobody cares about that. Nobody even understands what you're all talking about. It's all about the shot about whether or not you were an old man. And Castro tried to say, oh, no, it's a policy difference. No, you tried to get off a you're an old man who's losing it shot. The crowd groaned, and everybody, uh, everybody in America who saw it knew what you were trying to say. And it's obviously what he was trying to do. Chris Matthews had a good question earlier. So we had on our newscast yesterday, rumor is Castro's going to go after Biden. And Chris Matthews said, how'd that rumor get out there? I mean, you obviously had this planned. The rumor was, the, the story was, every news outlet had the fact that you were going to go after Biden. And so you had this age shot plan all along. And Kessler said, I don't know where that rumor came from. It didn't come from my camp. I didn't have any plans for that. So he's, uh, he's being fairly disingenuous with that whole thing. Um, the, 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 well, there's two main takeaways. One, uh, the Democrats should just all stand on stage and look, say, we have various versions of universal health care. We believe health care is a right. The Republicans don't, because that is the issue. And we've got varieties of ways to get there, and they've got varieties of ways to keeping us from getting there. Those, that's the issue. Is health care right or not? We say yes, they say no. The other part uh, of this conversation is Castro has no chance, had no chance. He's a 2% candidate. It's kind of a fun dust-up that he took a shot at Biden. He's done now. All the Democrats turned on him. All of them. Rahm Emanuel on ABC News last night said that was a disqualifying comment. He should be out of the race. Uh, David Axelrod immediately jumped on Twitter and was bashing him. All the Democrats said it was out of bounds. So he's done. Castro's done. He may never work in government again after that. Because he made the guy that's most likely to be the candidate look bad. Gave Trump ammunition to go after him. It's just, it was a bad look. Rules governing the possible impeachment of President Trump have now been approved by the House Judiciary Committee. Speaker Nancy Pelosi, during a House briefing, said impeachment would be hugely divisive and argues the best way to remove Trump is to win the 2020 election. That's why at the briefing, she stepped around questions about impeachment before ending the briefing outright, even swearing on her way out the door. Are you uncomfortable with the term impeachment inquiry? Is there another term we should be using? I'm not. I, we are on our path. Where it takes us is where the we will follow the facts. That's what it is. What did she say? Why don't we spend some time going over to see Mitch McConnell and asking him why he doesn't want to save lives? Why he will let every day go by where at least 100 people, large number of them children or teenagers, die from gun violence? Why okay, is what's, it that uh, that's enough, Nancy? What all these me. clips so long? Um, uh, what what's uh, what was the bleep part? That's what I was trying to figure out. I tried to find out, out what they uh, bleeped out of it. So. I think it sounds to me like she missed facts to sound yeah. like yeah. a bad word yeah. and somebody oh, yeah. overly cautious bleeped. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't think she was dropping a, a bad word. Um, so there's a problem you got in the Democratic Party 
you've got Nadler uh, uh, voting on impeachment and over half the Democrats talking impeachment and the AOC right. crowd talking impeachment, and it didn't even come up in the Democratic debate. So you got 10 candidates on stage and nobody even mentioned it. That's how important they think it is to, to the country and, uh, and beating Donald Trump. Doesn't even come up in the debate. Popeyes is offering a solution of sorts to its sold-out chicken sandwich crisis. And as far as we know, it's the first of its kind. They are suggesting that you bring in your own bun, and then you buy three chicken tenders and make your own sandwich right there at Popeye's. What am I paying you for? (laughs) The chicken tenders. Yes. You just slap those. You make it into a sandwich for me. I'll give you a dollar. An extra dollar. Would it it taste more or less the same? Probably would. Yeah. Do they still have a shortage of their chicken sandwich? Yes. Yes. Was that brilliant marketing to create... But at some point, shouldn't you bring the sandwich back? You know, they are working round the clock, round the clock mm. to bring these sandwiches back. But if it's a matter Gotta of... admit, I'll probably be there first day. Oh, yeah. They're at, they're my local, local Popeyes. An actress, Felicity Huffman, uh, faces a sentencing hearing today in Boston for her role in the nationwide college admissions scandal. She will be the first uh, parent facing actual jail time. Prosecutors are recommending she get a month in prison. For paying $15,000 to help her daughter Boy. cheat on a college entrance And as exam. we've been pointing out for the last couple of days, there's a long article in the New York Times. Rich people buy their kids into these colleges. That's the way it's been working forever. That's the way it works today. <clears throat> Whether you did, just cut them a check or just the right. fact that you're rich on its own gets your kid into the college. So it's a, it's a bit of a uh, phony scandal. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> Um, I wonder if Castro feels like he got out over his skis and made a mistake or if he's happy with his move. He went on a, a whole bunch yep. of different shows last night, and every one of them, he acted like, what? Oh, you th- thought that was a shot at his age? Oh, no, I don't, I don't know what you're policy. talking about. This is, this policy. is a policy uh, dispute. It had nothing to do with his age. When The crowd certainly thought it was his age, yeah. and, uh, and, and all your Democratic pundits thought it was an age shot. And again, if you're the, if you're the DNC... If you're somebody that really wants um, a Trump to lose, you don't want the guy that might be your candidate getting wounded on the debate stage and giving ammunition to your opponents. Uh, parties do this all the time. Republicans did this back in the past when they beat the hell out of Mitt Romney, and then when he made it to the general election, he had all these wounds and all these things to answer for. You don't want to give Biden things to answer for uh, before he ever be, even gets onto the stage with Trump. <clears throat> I'll bet somebody is going to get the word out, hey, making... Fun of Biden's age is off limits, all right, on the debate stage. You're going to have to come at him from a different direction because that's no good. I think Pete does the best job of subtly bringing up the fact of how long these people have been in office and that it's time for a change without putting a highlighter on it. Right. Columbine happened when I was in high school, stuff like that. It's the same immigration debate with the same lines from the same people. Things like that are a really good way to kind of underscore the the age difference without, without putting a pin in it. Joe Biden said uh, had 17 minutes and eight seconds of speaking last night, and he was at the top of the list. At the bottom, Andrew Yang, who I find interesting every time he speaks. Um, he's he's really got a uh, he, he's the most normal person uh, acting person I think I've ever seen on a presidential debate stage. He just seems like a regular yeah. like business guy with some interesting ideas. He's not going to be the nominee, but he's uh, he's certainly likable. Beto clocked in second to fewest uh, words, but 
his words, uh, he made the most of his words, make, making some really strong and passionate statements. I thought his stuff, even though I disagree with his solution on the guns, and we'll play this a little bit coming up, his impassioned speech about uh, what it was like there at the shootings, we'll play that for you coming up, because that, that, was, that was a real moment. I'm sure if you're in El Paso and you're talking to parents uh, of, 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 of dead family members, it would make a mark on you. Now his uh, solution for it is a little troubling. We got all that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Vice President Biden, as a presidential candidate in 2008, you supported the border wall saying, unlike most Democrats, I voted for 700 miles of fence. This is what you said. Then you serve as vice president in an administration that deported 3 million people, the most ever in U.S. history. Did you do anything to prevent those deportations? I mean, you've been asked this question before and refused to answer, so let me try once again. Are you prepared to say tonight that you and President Obama made a mistake about deportations? Why should Latinos trust you? That was the most angering moment of the night to me. That completely out of touch with almost all of American America question from Jorge Ramos of Univision, which they're always at every debate, no matter what network it's on. And we've partnered with Univision. And it's almost always Jorge, Jorge Ramos putting to to a to a Democrat vice president. Um, are you prepared to apologize for deporting illegals? What? There wouldn't be. I'd say eighty five percent of America disagrees with that point of view. So it's it's presented. The issue is presented from the point of view of maybe ten percent of the country. Wow. And Biden, they're trying to put Biden in a box as some sort of uh, uh, anti-immigrant mean guy on the subject of race for fault for being in Obama's administration like he could do anything as vice president anyway. Apparently, he was supposed to stand up to Barack Obama and say, we shouldn't be deporting illegals, even though that's what the law says and we're just following the law. That question's so out of bounds. I was over on Fox and Howard Kurtz, their media analyst, said, he said, I think all the moderators did a good job. Whether you agree with that or not, I don't know. He said, except for um, Jorge Roma, Ramos is a an unabashed advocate for illegal immigration. He's an advocate for illegal immigration. He believes we there, there either should be no such thing as being illegal or we should not care about it or something. But that is a minority of a minority of opinion. And they have it on the debates all the time. It's wild. I, I don't know who that's playing to. Are you prepared to apologize to how how can Hispanics trust you? That's a misreading of every poll I've ever seen from Hispanics. Anyway, all Hispanics are not for illegal immigration. In fact, that the opposite is true. That's that's really wild. I thought Um, I go to Jonah Goldberg's Twitter feed all the time when I'm watching a debate because I find him pretty entertaining. Uh, His first tweet of the night. Honest question. Do we know if Booker is really bald or just shaves his head? I'm not sure I know an answer on that. I would bet that he shaves it. Are there pictures uh, from college where he's like going really bald and then he did the Michael Jordan thing or uh, where I'm going to shave it? I don't know. Um, Hashtag forget gate. Yes, he uh, 
as as we all did when we saw the moment where Julian Castro said, oh, did you forget what you said, old man? Did you already forget what you said? was clearly going to be one of the highlights of the evening and one of the most talked about events of the evening. Not that it matters that much because you had a guy that, you know, what, what's interesting about that, if you didn't actually watch the debate um, or didn't catch it, Biden couldn't hear him, and that's not because he's an old man who can't hear. Just the way things are mic'd and with the speakers to avoid having feedback and everything, you can't hear what the other people are, are saying often, or the moderators, unless they get your speaker turned up at the right time. So when Julian Castro took that shot at Biden, did you already forget what you said? And the crowd went, ooh, Biden turned to Bernie and said, what happened? And Bernie leaned in and told him what happened. Which actually might have been to Biden's advantage because then he didn't respond and, and make it into a different deal. But Biden couldn't didn't even hear what he said. Uh, and also really like this. Everyone clearly wants to poach Bernie's voters. It's like they all want to give Bernie a retirement gold watch and then say, can I have your clients? Everybody's talking about, and we got to give great thanks to Bernie Sanders for coming up with this and blah, blah, blah. They all want to be nice to Bernie. Now you just move to the side, old man, and we'll, we'll take your votes. Here's some soup. Just go ahead and sit over yeah. there. We got it from here. A lot of praise for Bernie and a lot of praise for Obama last night. After the first debate where they all beat up on Obama all night long, lots of praise for Obama last night. Um, this was probably the one of the most emotional moments of the night when... Uh, Beto O'Rourke got into talking about guns as his hometown of El Paso, and he spent a lot of time there after the most recent shooting, and he got pretty fired up about it. You said, quote, Americans who own AR-15s and AK-47s will have to sell them to the government, all of them. You know the critics call this confiscation. Are you proposing taking away their guns, and how would this work? I am. If it's a weapon that was designed to kill people on a battlefield, if... The high-impact, high-velocity round, when it hits your body, shreds everything inside of your body because it was designed to do that so that you would bleed to death on a battlefield and not be able to get up and kill one of our soldiers. When we see that being used against children, and in Odessa, I met the mother of a 15-year-old girl who was shot by an AR-15, and that mother watched her bleed to death over the course of an hour because so many other people were shot by that AR-15 in Odessa and Midland. There weren't enough ambulances to get to them in time. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. Thank you. And I want to say this. I'm listening to the people of this country. The day after I proposed doing that, I went to a gun show in Conway, Arkansas, to meet with those who are selling AR-15s and AK-47s and those who are buying those weapons. And you might be surprised there was some common ground there. Folks who said, I would willingly give that up, cut it to pieces. I don't need this weapon to hunt, to defend myself. It is a weapon of war. So let's do the right thing, but let's bring everyone in America into the conversation. Republicans, Democrats, gun owners, and non-gun owners alike. So that was a, a genuine emotional moment, uh, obviously from him. I uh, I don't agree with his policy prescription. Now I don't you know don't want to get into the whole gun debate because that opens a can of worms, and then we spend all our time on that. But the the angle of um uh, and a number of candidates brought up the idea that those guns are designed for killing people, not hunting. Yeah, that's right. That's why I own guns. I have guns specifically to kill people. That's why I own guns. I have three guns at my house. To kill people. That's the only reason I own the guns. 
I'm not a hunter. I don't even like hunting. I think hunting is, is I, I'm, I'm anti-hunting. I don't care if you hunt, but I'm, I'm not into it. I don't want to kill an animal. But I do want to have a gun to kill a human being if they ever try to break into my house. That's why I own it. And I have specific bullets that are designed to do maximum damage to a human body if I shoot them. And I bought those on purpose also to kill people, not to hunt. So the argument that those guns are designed to kill people doesn't really make any sense to me. There are gazillions of guns in this country that were bought specifically to kill people by law-abiding citizens. Whether or not we need to have an AR-15, I have no idea. We do draw lines. We don't get to have machine guns. We do get to have this. Where do we draw the line? I don't know. We'll let the courts work that out. But... Uh, the moderator saying critics would say that's confiscation. Yeah, critics would call that confiscation because it's confiscation. If the government takes your gun away, even if they're giving you some money for it, if, if there's no option, they're going to take it away from you. That is confiscation. That's not just a, what the critics are calling it. But that was a, uh, a moment from Beto. I'm sure talking to all those families and actually seeing the scene where the shooting was is pretty damn powerful because it's powerful enough to read about it, let alone be there. Uh, and I have no mind uh, problem with people being worked up about wanting to do something about it, but boy, confiscating guns, woo, that is not a popular position uh, in either party. Uh, we got a couple of great pundits coming up a little bit later. I don't, I don't like to get into the conversation after debates and never have of uh, winners and losers because it seems pointless. They're not set up like a real debate where you, you where you name a winner. If there if there were winners and losers, the winner was Joe Biden because he he came out in the same position he went in, uh, double digit lead. I don't think the polls are going to move at all. The only thing that might have come out of last night's debate is that the money dries up for Julian Castro and goes over to Amy Klobuchar. If there's much money on that front at all, um, just got the word that Adele is getting a divorce. Is that what you said? Oh yeah, yeah. After uh, eight years with this gent, um, and uh, I can only imagine how terrified he must be. <laughs> He, she is going to put out her greatest album ever, right? He's going to get eulogized in a thing that gets bought by millions and will exist long after he has been gone. Did he marry her before she became giant rich star? Uh, they, about eight years. I'd have to go back and do the math on It'd it. Be but, pretty close, yeah. though. Your life got uh, turned upside down when that happened. Um, anyway, so we got a little more of the debate highlights on the way. I hope you can stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty.